Welcome to my den. We're going to make this episode today short, sweet, and to the point and give you some very practical tips for how to make sure your career site can attract Gen Z candidates. But before we dive in, some exciting news. We have just launched, after the TikTok channel, a community. It's called The Skills Community. And uh, this is the place that Gen Zers or native digitals with the skills go to connect with business leaders who need or are hiring for the skills. Now, you may ask, what are the skills? Well, these are skills that Gen Zers already have or could learn super easily by themselves that are mostly digital skills that businesses need and could use to test drive a student. You know, so if a student has some skills, they have the skills when it comes to video editing or TikTok filming or interviews or uh, research that you as a business leader could hire them as a micro intern by going into the community at the skills community and uh, engaging with them. So if you want to check that out, check the link out in the bio. We'll send you directly to the skills community where you can connect with Gen Zers. All right, without further ado, hold on to your seats or your time machines if you're cool like that and join me in my living room for this conversation. You're listening to Native Digital, Native Analog, the show where we unpack the collisions and commonalities between my generation and yours. I believe that if you don't have a Native Digital on your board of directors, your leadership team, or at least one you pay to pester you like a fly in your ear, your business won't survive. Let's change that today. All right, here are four and a half things that your career site has to have to attract Gen Z candidates. This is going to be part one of a four-part series where we're going to dive into which types of career sites are great and which ones suck, flex or flop, uh, so you can begin to see some insights on which career sites are going to work for your type of company, whatever industry you're in, and what are some of the best practices you can take and learn from other, other organizations. But Today, we're just going to take a high-level overview of the four and a half things your career site has to have. So if you want to recruit amazing Gen Zers, your career site is incredibly important. About 79% of Gen Zers say that your website is the most important place they do research on your company. But when Gen Z goes to your site, what are we actually looking for? That's a question I get from a lot of HR directors, you know, marketing teams who are trying to reach Gen Z. Well, there's three things we're looking for. One is inspiration. We want to be inspired. We don't just want a list of your jobs. We want to be inspired about what a career would be like at your company. The second thing is to see the type of life you offer us. The third thing is to see how well your culture aligns with our narcissist story. And if you aren't familiar with the concept of narcissist story, I suggest you look a couple episodes back. We had a whole conversation on what that is, what that term means. 
All right. So here are, are the four and a half simple things that you need to do to catch Gen Z's eye, no matter the size of your company. The very first, and I've said this a couple times on this show, is you need to change we statements to you questions. So here's an example. Instead of saying, we're proud to be 110 years here and counting, change it to the question, do you like to laugh, dream big, and do work with meaning? And once you make these fundamental shifts on your website from a we statement to a you question, you'll begin to see how the language sounds to a Gen Z or if you were to jump in our shoes, what we might feel when we read a statement that's about us and about the life we want to live instead of about the company's traditions or tenure or stability. The second thing you must have is stories, stories, stories. I could preach this over and over and over. If you're going to inspire Gen Zers to choose a career, you need to share stories from your employees and do them in a compelling way. Again, we're not just looking for a list of jobs on your site. That's the last thing we're looking for, which may seem kind of counterintuitive, but if you just got a list of jobs, you're like any other site out there that's just listing positions. We're looking to be inspired and to see ourselves in your company. There's a company called Striker that does a phenomenal job of this. And what's interesting is I hear more complaints from the manufacturing and trade industry about how Gen Zers are lazy or entitled or don't want to work than pretty much any other industry that I work with. And yet Striker is a manufacturer and they have a phenomenal career website, one of the best I've seen. They do a series of day-in-the-life short videos that candidates can click through. And if you go to my blog at hannahgwilliams.com forward slash blog, there's uh, this whole post with images added. So you can see examples of what I'm talking about. So I'd uh, suggest you go check that out. But they have these short little cool videos that pop up that say, you know, what does a typical day in the life of an R&D project manager look like? What does it look like to be, um, you know, on our manufacturing line? And they have diverse representation. It's pretty cool. All right. Number three, get rid of word vomit. This is so huge. I can't even tell you how big this is. You cannot word vomit on a page and expect Gen Zers not to click off. Word vomit scares the shit out of Gen Z. We aren't going to read six or eight paragraphs of text. And if you go to my blog, there's a great example of what not to do on there. It's from a local credit union, and it just vomits about careers and then vomits about the company's values, then vomits about employee benefits. They have one little graphic and the rest is just paragraphs of text. We cannot do that. Cannot do that. You can guarantee, in fact, by word vomiting, you can guarantee Gen Z will click off your site. Here's how Gen Z is thinking. We're thinking, whoa, if this is how cluttered their site is, I wonder how chaotic a day at work would be. Just to be honest, that's, that's what we're thinking. Okay, number four, representation is key. You must have representation. 
Now, this is probably self-explanatory, but if Gen Z sees other Gen Zers working at your company, we vibe. There's a great case in point here. It's a company called Lattice. If you go look at at Lattice Careers, it's L-A-T-T-I-C-E. Go take a look at their website. They've got lots of authentic Uh, organic pictures from their Gen Z students. And it's not just Gen Z, it's Gen Z with other generations. But the point is, I can't tell you how many career sites I visited that have zero representation from Gen Z or very little. And I've asked Gen Zers in our community and my peer groups, I'll just share some career example sites with them and ask them, you know, does this, is this something that you would get excited about working for? Um, Do you see yourself here? And if there aren't pictures or videos from other Gen Zers, they just instantly, whether it's subconscious or not, just kind of turn it off. They just don't want to look at it. So if you want to attract Gen Z, feature Gen Z. If you want to attract Gen Z, make sure there's diverse feature of Gen Z. So again, go look at Lattice. That's a great, great, great example of representation. All right. And our last one, this is four and a half, your bonus. And I made this a half because depending on your brand, you may or may not use this. But if you're really targeting Gen Zers, um, you know, Gen Z and millennials, it would say you probably may have more difficulty with this if you've got some of the other generations or an incredibly, you know, luxury brand. But four and a half is lean into irreverence. Now, I have an example on the blog that basically says, like, think what you want of Twitter, but they have irreverence on point. So on their career site, they have a a tweet that says, I love how Twitter employees dead ass like each other. Like, this is a blessing. And this is so on point for Gen Z. The more irreverent you can be, the better. And not rude, of course, but irreverent. You know, you don't take yourself too seriously. And in something funny, uh, you know, a smothering of irony, a dabble of nonsense, these can be really, really helpful in making Gen Z laugh and really uh, interested in what you're up to as a company. If you're too formal or too corporate or you come across feeling too serious, then you're just not going to have the same buy-in from Gen Zers that you would if you were a bit irreverent, a bit funny. All right, that is four and a half things you must have to attract Gen Z candidates. We'll do parts two through four of the series in the coming weeks. But in the meantime, what would you add to this list? You can join this conversation in our community. Again, check the link in the bio if you want to add things. You could also follow me on LinkedIn. We have conversations about things like this all the time. And they're so fun between native digitals, native analogs, and uh, just really getting to open up this can of worms on what does Gen Z really want out of work. And I'll leave you with one thought. If you do join the community and you are a native analog, we would love to have you. Like seriously, the point of this community is to bring native digitals together with native analogs. And because we value you so much, we actually have a full channel that's devoted to you being able to ask Native Digitals the questions that you might be hesitant to ask or just don't know enough about Gen Z to feel comfortable asking of your own employees. 
So we've created a channel called Ask a Native Digital. And you could literally post your career site or your job descriptions, your cultural docs, your policies, whatever you want to, and ask the community of Native Digitals for their feedback. And you might be surprised what you learn from that experience. So if that tool is helpful to you, I hope to see you on the dark side in the community. And uh, in the meantime, hope you love these tips. Stay tuned for part two. Thanks for listening to the Native Digital, Native Analog Show. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and review, and tell your friends. If you're looking to connect and talk more about attracting and retaining Native Digitals, you can reach me at hannahgwilliams.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Yeah.